0: Hello, my name is Jared Turner, and I'm the youth pastor for Axiom Youth. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And for all of you that are in central Arkansas, I wanted to let you know about a special event that's coming up this Friday, March 22nd, at Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 9500 Dollarway Road, Whitehall, Arkansas. Indiana Bible College Chosen is going to be with us, leading worship for our Rise Up Youth Rally. And Brother Jason Galleon will be preaching. It's at 7.30, March 22nd. It's a Friday night. We hope to see you there.
1: Welcome back to the Axiom Youth Podcast. In today's episode, Sister Hannah Valerie continues the Spill It Out series as she teaches the second installment answering the question, Does Race Matter? Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy.
0: The impossible. We that gentle. Gentle. Welcome, Sister Hannah, as she comes to teach. And pay attention. Thank you. All right.
1: Well, I had planned to kind of recap what Brother Jared had talked about, but he did it perfectly. So... <laughs> um, Last week, one of the important questions that, I, that stuck out to me that he asked was, are we different biologically, like, you know, within us, our DNA, and between the, the different races? And, you know, we have genes that define us differently, our skin color is defined by genes, but, you know, also if me and Brother Thomas walk into the room, you're not going to mistake us for each other even though we're both white. So that's not a big defining factor like what Brother Jared was saying. And that race is a construct of our own minds that we're really, there's not a whole lot of difference, especially in in America, you know, between me and Caleb, just because our skin color is different. But I think that as I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking, what do we often do in America? And and I think that in America, we, we tend to label only based on two colors, and that's black and white. And I don't think that we recognize a lo- Yeah, we recognize that there are Hispanic people, but, you know, we just all the time we're saying they're black, they're white. And it's just in, in pictures, like if you look at biblical characters, they, they're either portrayed as white people or black people. They're, they don't actually portray them correctly when they draw them because they weren't black or white. But our culture is just really ingrained in that black or white. It's, it's one or the other. And I just, I want to break that down today because I don't think that we really should focus on the superficial. And so I want to read a verse to start off. Excuse me. John 7, verse 24. You can go to my title slide. Sorry, I didn't give you a good cue. Okay. Okay. Okay, John seven twenty four. judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. So we are called to judge people, not called to judge people. We are not supposed to judge people based on their, their color of their skin. And oftentimes when racism comes out, it is solely based on the color of their skin. It is not based on their actions as a person. People who are racist look at the color of someone's skin and realize that it is different from your own and they judge accordingly. So starting off, can you actually skip the the slide with the picture? I don't want to go to that one. And just go to the the next one. I want to define racism. Does anybody know, can anybody give me a good definition of racism? Or an example. An example would be good, too. okay, we're all home people here. Y'all know, y'all, I'm sure some of you guys have seen racism in your schools. You've come across it. Caleb, what's an example? (laughs) I know you always get called on. Uh, Right. So um, words that are demeaning toward one particular race. Okay. What if the person of that race uses those words is it still racist well, no, we call it, oh, no, oh, no. it's perplexing I know so can anyone define racism that's a good example can anyone actually define racism <laughs> <laughs> well I asked Miriam Miriam Webster or is it Miriam I don't know anyway um What'd you say? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the dictionary says that racism is a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities. That racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. Did y'all know what? Did y'all get what that says? Okay, I'll break it down. So, um, I, I, in history. Our the the big historical event that happened that was racist. What do we all think of? Slavery Slavery or Hitler? And um, that that, those are the two historical events that we can label that were very racist. Because slavery, they thought that black people or people of color were inferior to white people, and Hitler thought that anyone who wasn't white should With with white skin blonde hair, blue eyes, was not important, did not have any value. What, the reason Hitler was so successful is because he dehumanized people who were not white or with blonde hair and blue eyes and made them think that they were, just weren't human. And so that, that's racist. You're, you are minimalizing who a person is based on their skin color, not their capacities, not their abilities. You are solely basing your opinion off of them Because of the color of their skin. And oftentimes it's not because it's just a particular color. It's because they look differently than you. So number three says racial prejudice or discrimination. You know, God created us to serve him. And we shouldn't be adopting mindsets that we're victimizing ourselves or victimizing ourselves or exalting ourselves because of our race. So, if we know what racism is, there are oftentimes things that are labeled as racist that are actually not racist. So, I want to move on to my next slide. And racism is not. And as kids, especially, I think, or when you're in high school, people throw out that... That phrase "Oh, that's racist or that's this this is that when oftentimes it's it's not really racist. you know if you state that um, I'm sorry, I'm going to pick on you Caleb if I, if we say Caleb is black, that's not racist okay if right. you if you if you call me white, that's not racist. okay So I want to get that out there in the open, okay because I don't want us to be thinking that if we are describing someone, if we're using adjectives that it's racist because it's not. So my next slide is saying a couple of things that are not racist. Labeling people black and white, like I said, can you all see that? I'm sorry, that's kind of tiny. I can never tell how it's actually going to look up there. Being white and working predominantly in a black work environment and getting fired for poor job performance, that's not racist. Because they're not basing it off of your skin color. They are basing it off of how you are performing as a person. So, does anyone else have another example they want to put out there? Can y'all can y'all label something that you've seen in school that people say is racist, but mm, it's questionable? Okay, what is it?
0: Yeah. They don't like chicken. Yeah.
1: so we see that all black people do not like watermelon and all black people do not like chicken so we cannot say all black people like watermelon because some are actually allergic (laughs) (laughs) just to kind of throw this out there brother thomas can you swim (laughs) so it's not just (laughs) i'm sorry brother thomas it's not, it's not based on race, so y'all see the point that we're making, right? <laughs> he said he likes chicken and watermelon. <laughs> okay, so we're starting to see this trend where people are just labeling all black people this, all white people this, and um, it, it's not always true. But racism is what is racism? My next slide, please. Sorry. I'm going to hit on my, this first point on the very next slide. I'm going to hit on it in de- more in depth later, but it says not wanting to marry or befriend a person because of their skin color. That's racist. Thinking that people who look differently from you or are inferior to you, that's racist. Refusing to hire someone because of their skin color is racist. Saying all people fill in their color of their skin, people are this, like what Brother Caleb was saying. We cannot blanket statements for all races because we can see that all black people are different from the next black person. Their personalities are all different. It's not their skin color that is their identity, which leads me to my very next slide. Your identity is not your skin color. You cannot grow up thinking that you are who you are because of this outward flesh. What matters is what you're putting on the inside, despite what color you have on the outside. And because... Jesus was not black or white, right? He was like Middle Eastern. Um, doesn't he? Doesn't look anything like any one of us, and that's who we're aspiring to be like. I really, really liked what Brother Jared said about Christ culture. I don't know if we can coin that phrase or not, but that's a really good thought to have because we are not black Americans first. We are not white Americans first. We are Christian Americans. We are following after. Christ culture. That's what we're aspiring to do in our lives, is to assimilate ourselves into a culture of Christ, and that looks completely different than what the world is going to tell you that black people have to be, or white people have to be this, because they are going to tell you that. They're, that's just the way that we are in society. They're going to look at your outward skin, and they're going to say, you must be this. You must be that because you're white, you must be that because you're Hispanic or black, and that's not, that's not what we're striving to be, and that's what the purpose of us getting up here and teaching is all about because we want you to desire something that's deeper than skin level. We want you to be able to dive deeper and get something out of it that is going to stick with you forever because this flesh is going to fade away and you're not going to be black and you're not going to be white. We don't know what we're going to be like. This will fade away. So, moving to my next slide after this one. Uh, I've been kind of perplexed by the thought of how our childhood affects us. Because naturally, if you are raised a Christian, you will most likely become a Christian. If you are raised to be atheist, you will most likely become atheist. And so we get, I I wouldn't say necessarily stuck, but for lack of a better word, we get stuck in just being who we are because that's how we were raised. And so if you grow up in a less fortunate family who doesn't have as much money you're always going to be poor and that's a stigma that's labeled on you and if you grow up in a in the hood for lack of a better word then you're going to be a gangster no that's not true so and I'm sorry I know that's kind of questionable that I'm saying stuff like that but these are real things that you guys are going to be told and I, I read something on a website that was talking about how your childhood affects you and I have a couple points that I want to that they made that I want to read. It says if you watch a lot of violent TV, you're more likely to be an aggressive grown-up. And this is a worldly secular article. The higher your parents' income, the higher your SAT scores will be. If your parents divorce when you're young, you're more likely to have poor relationships with them in adulthood. Your social skills as a kindergartner can determine if you go to college or get a job. So all these things that you're experiencing as a five-year-old are affecting who you are today. So that's, that's truth. That is truth. However, there is something that, like we're talking about race, you can overcome these things because you have the power of the Holy Ghost. And so that's what we're striving to be. We're striving to be a youth group that is not focused on how you were raised because once you get the Holy Ghost, you are a brand-new person, You are no longer the old man, as Romans says. You take on the new man, and you become something that is not what you were when you were younger. It is not what you were when you were born, because we were all born into iniquity. We're all born into sin, and you are not destined to be that forever. You are not destined to be a victim. You're not destined to be someone who is racist just because your family was, because in all reality, I'm sure... At least most of us could say that we have some family that was racist. We've all heard those comments at family reunions. So that leads me kind of to my next point, is that I have heard in my family that marrying someone outside of your race is not biblical, and because they would always quote the scripture to me about being unequally yoked, and honestly, as a child, I did not look that up. I just, I wouldn't say that I accepted it as my own belief, but I I didn't question them for sure, and um, I might call a couple, I won't say their names, but a couple young ladies have asked, if I wouldn't have been married to Brother Thomas, would I have married a black man? And they've asked Sister Nikki that too, if she wouldn't have married Brother Jared, would she have married a black man? And I don't think you guys realize how important of a question that is, because in your minds, you see that, Me and Sister Nikki both married white men, and it's not because we're white and we wanted to marry someone who looked like us. That's how it happened, but that's not what we set out for. That wasn't on our list that we were praying for. We weren't praying for their skin color to be a a certain color. So I know y'all might be a little embarrassed that I say that, but it's so important that we address it because when you guys are all getting to the age where you're going to want to be looking for someone to marry, and you're dating, you're interested in different people, you have crushes, and you might be faced with family who's saying, who's pressuring you to marry someone who looks like you, who's the same skin tone as you, and I don't believe that that's biblical. Um, I can be corrected later if that's um, a different opinion, but I don't think that that's what unequally yoked means, so if we can go to that verse, 2 Corinthians six fourteen, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, uh, It's not talking about light and darkness, you know, and that's not at all what that's saying. And would you all know that that is the only time in the Bible that I could find that unequally yoked is mentioned? It's, there's, that's one time. And it's not talking about the color of your skin. It's talking about not marrying someone who believes differently than you because God knows that that will lead to destruction in your marriage. Now, there are times whenever two unbelievers, say two atheists, get married and one comes to the truth. And I believe that that's a different situation. They didn't go into a marriage being unequally yoked. But while y'all are looking into marriage right now, well, hopefully in a couple years, a couple more years, you're thinking about it. I know you are. But don't look into it. Don't start making plans. Don't buy your rings yet. (laughs) But while you're thinking about who you want to marry, please, I beg of you, do not base it off of their skin color, and do not succumb to to families' expectations of who, who you marry based on their color, because I realize that may happen, okay? So what I was saying about me and Sister Nikki, I know that if God would have brought another man into our lives that was of a different skin color, or say that Brother Jared was not white, Sister Nikki would have still married Brother Jared. If Brother Thomas was a different color, or if I was a different color, he would have still married me, and I still would have married him. It has nothing to do with the skin color because we are both in a Christ culture. We are believers of one God, one faith, one baptism, and we are the same. And each one of you sitting here, we are brothers and sisters. We are together. We are apostolic. That is our identity. And that's important going forward because I, most of the time, you do not see interracial couples, and I, I've I've thought about this a lot too. And I, I think what it is is that sometimes, as humans, we are conceited people, and we tend to desire someone who looks like us to to match. And I think that it stems out of conceitedness, and maybe not conceitedness, but. Um, I don't know what a good word for that would be, but you just, you, you want to look like a, a family and match each other. And I think that that just stems from, I don't know, but it doesn't always end up that way that, you know, you fall in love with someone who, who's a different race. But just remember, it's not about their skin color, it is about their apostolic doctrine, I think an important question that we have to ask ourselves, if we, have, if we can go to the next slide, is that if Jesus was a different race, would your devotion be any different? Because if race is such, such a hot topic, then Jesus is our savior, and that's what we're trying to identify with, then would your devotion be any different if he were black or if he were white? Would you love him more if he was white? The answer should be no. No his skin color was not his natural state. He came and manifested himself in flesh. God was a spirit, and that was just his vessel, and your devotion should not be any different because of his skin color. Now, not all Christians are going to look the same. Um, In this room, we have white people, we have black people, we have many different shades of skin tone, Um, some are darker, some burn, they turn red instead of turning brown, (laughs) and um, some don't sunburn, but we're all going to look different, but just because Caleb and Ayana, you guys are brother and sister, just because you guys look a lot alike does not mean, do what? Skin color. Skin color. I'm talking about skin color. Just because of that does not mean that you guys are going to be the exact same type of Christian. You're both going to have apostolic identity, but you're not going to be the same person. Your personalities are going to differ. You're going to have different tastes in clothing, especially being a male and female. But you're going to have different tastes, and that's okay. God does not want one race to be one way and that only be for that race. And then this only be for white people. He's not prejudice, you know. And Jesus wants our differences to exist, but wants our doctrine and our minds to be unified. We can look different. We can dress differently. We don't have to actually all like the same type of music as long as we're aspiring to grow closer to God together. You know, race isn't, you know, just making you, singling you out or singling you out over here. We should come together. And I know it sounds so simple in theory because it can be really hard, especially uh, like I went to Sheridan and there were very few black people. They were all um, cowboys and um, apparently camo day is not a thing at all schools, but it was at Sheridan. (laughs) On Red Ribbon Week, camo day was a thing because everybody had camo but we naturally get singled out and there was one table like literally one table of black people at Sheridan whenever i was there and so i know that they they tend to, you tend to gravitate toward it and i can see it in my workplace i can i could see it in school and I, it's usually because their tastes are similar at that point but also my school my college My workplace are not spiritual workplaces. They don't have unification like we do. We shouldn't be aspiring to be just like the environment in your school. That's not real life. It should not be real life. The church is called to unify all types of people, not only based on your race. We should have multiple races, but you should have people who have come from all different walks of life, and that's what we're called to be is accepting And love every single one of them, no matter their skin color, no matter their background, because it's not about that. We've all been there in a time where we needed God's grace. There's not a single person in this room who can say, I've never needed God's forgiveness. And God's forgiveness is the same for black people as it is white people, as it is the cannibals over in other countries. And what's important about... Culture, like Brother Jared was saying, is that some people, these people who look differently than us, are going to have a lot further to come, like the cannibals, like I said. You know, to reach them, it's going to take a lot, and you're going to have to be a very loving person. You cannot allow racism in your mind, you can't allow prejudice in your mind of any kind if you are going to be a Christian. If you're going to love God, and aspire to win souls, you cannot have any type of prejudice in your mind. And prejudice is just being hateful or not liking one race, one type of people, just being very hateful toward anyone who is not like you. That's not what we're called to be. We're not called to come and just be happy and get our salvation and be done with it. We are called to go out and to love those who look different. So that's kind of my charge today to you guys is to adopt that apostolic identity instead of racial identity. We don't need to base our identity off of our outward appearance because our outward appearance is greatly affected by what you start to put inside of you. So start to focus on what's on on the inside of you and what's on the inside of every other person because what's on the inside of everyone else is a soul. It's what you have. That you're trying to make sure that you don't spend eternity in hell. Your flesh won't, this flesh won't spend eternity in hell. Your soul will. And it's the exact same type of soul as everyone else. We're no different. So I'm closing. Um, I just... I hope that you guys could understand where I'm coming from today because I know that I kind of called out some different things like relationships and marriages and you know the questions asked to me and sister Nikki about race but we're not up here to condemn you for asking those questions or you know having differences based on your skin color because right now we're all still young and we're trying to get closer to God. And the further, we, or the, the further we leave that flesh behind us and the closer we get to God, the more we start to look alike. And I just really hope that you can understand where my heart was coming from. Because I, I I'm, don't mean to sound critical of anybody or cut anyone down. I really want you guys to understand that my heart is that we should love one another and we should desire to reach souls, not reach people that are the same as us or the same skin tone as us. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening. You listened really well today. Thank you.
0: Very, very good lesson. And um, I do want to say that absolutely interracial marriage is not a controversial topic. The only reason it's a controversial topic is because of people's prejudice and sin in their heart. That is sinful. The only concern about getting married at all is are we equal in our hearts and our beliefs? And if your families are completely different, you have to just know going in, how are we going to work this out? But there are plenty of people that come from way different kinds of families, but because the Lord brought them together and they became similar in their walk with the Lord, that it was God's will for them to get married. And I mentioned to Sister Nikki earlier, because we have friends at Bible school. One One is Filipino and one is Hispanic, and they got married, and nobody seemed to mind because they were the same skin color, but yet their cultures were completely different. So that exposes prejudice in people's heart, that they were not worried at all about culture they were just worried about the look because they looked the same and we have other friends one's from africa and one's from indiana but they're both american they're both apostolic filled with the holy ghost grew up pretty much in church and their cultures are very very similar but they look completely different and they get a lot of sideways glances why does it matter it doesn't it's, it exposes sinfulness in people's heart. So I do not want to equivocate at all. That teaching is wrong. Ungodly, sinful. It is wrong. And it exposes prejudice in people's heart. Completely wrong. I just wanted to echo with Sister Hannah and say that that is what the belief of this youth group. That that is Prejudice. And it will not be tolerated in God's kingdom. Book of James makes that very clear. If you are a respecter of persons, you are committing sin. Sinful behavior. And we as the church have to overcome, and we are going to overcome in this youth group. We are going to treat people the same. We are going to love people. We are going to see every value and I love what sister Hannah said about Jesus was God and he just chose a vessel and that vessel had a skin color but he was God and God has no skin color and you are an eternal soul and God poured you into a vessel and it has a skin color and it is treated differently sometimes based on that skin color but when all things are made right when the Lord returns when you are raptured your soul will look like everybody else's soul your vessel will fade away she is absolutely right it will fade away and it will not matter when you stand in that day in glory you will look like everybody else redeemed of the lord all right so that's what we're striving to be heaven on earth where we are born into one culture one body literal body of christ we are the body of christ guess what everybody has the same skin color there's no body you know your skin color is uniform right so the body of christ is uniform okay I just want to echo that was very, very good. And I wanted to echo that. And I want, we're not afraid to be strong on that issue. Because we are going to be like Christ. One body, one mind, one spirit, one baptism. Unified in the doctrine of the truth. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray in dismissal. God, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for this great, great challenge, Lord, that we've heard today. God, and I know there are different people of different backgrounds, God, and we're all treated differently sometimes in this world, but God, let that not be in the church. God, we may have to face some discrimination or we may have to face somebody assuming our motives based on the way we look out in this world, but let that not be in here, God. Lord, we want the power of the Holy Ghost to reign in this church and in this youth group, God, so that people come in, Lord, and they feel that you have called them, God, and they feel that anointing, God, and that lifting them out, God, of their culture and coming to a Christ-centered culture, Lord, where they can be one with you, Lord, and reach the true destiny and purpose, God, that you have formed in their life because we are all created in your image, God, and you love each and every one of us and have a purpose for our life. And so, God, I pray that you would help us, God, to be opposite of this world, God, to be opposite of this culture, God, and to be a Christ-centered culture, Lord, unified into the body of Christ. And, God, we give you praise and we give you glory and we lift you up in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. We love you guys. Thank you for listening today. We're going to hang out.
1: This has been an episode of Axiom Youth Student Ministries. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed, and we hope you'll come back for the next one. Thank you for tuning in.